I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. And this is Success in Black and White. The podcast. Where our mission is to bridge the gap between Between racial racial boundaries. boundaries. We can't wait to share our stories, tips, and experiences. As well as hear from extraordinary guests. So stay tuned. As we jump into this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White. The podcast. We are back. One more again. We are back. Again. Coming to you live. Still from the house. Always from the house. <laughs> <laughs> 2021, 2021. Man. We are back. We are back for another season. We're excited. Yeah. She was talking. We were talking about seasons. And, yeah. and April's like, we're on season six. And I was like... <laughs> season what like i know we've been breaking up the different series we but don't really have seasons. we have series i know and you're like we're on season six i'm like what well, i just had to i had to announce it that way because we took a long break we did take a long we break. we took a long long break we're longer than we've ever taken yeah which it was, was good, good. <laughs> <laughs> yes we didn't plan it y'all it was it was good though it was good it was it was needed i think um just for so many reasons. Yeah, it gave us the opportunity to to kind of refresh, I guess, rejuvenate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was the end of 2020. Like, yeah, definitely we just needed a break. Yeah, I felt like we could have just extended it for about another month. Oh gosh, yes. January of 2021 seemed like an extension of 2020. I know somebody wrote like, "Is it December 32nd, <laughs> 2020?" Yeah, I was like, like, "Yeah." It. You know how to give you the you get the you get the uh, trial period for like when you sign up with like any of the streaming services they like you get the first fourteen days to decide if you want to um, you know make the purchase or whatever. Uh huh. But then they set you up. They make you put your credit card information in there so that they auto renew so that you forget in the first fourteen days. So, so twenty twenty one was just a renewal. Yeah, it was kind of like a renewal. It was like <laughs> so, but now nah, we're back. We're back. Um, we took some time while we were off to reevaluate, or not so much reevaluate, just kind of refocus yeah. our energy and kind of what we, what we wanted to do and bring to you this year. Yeah, and um, it also gave us opportunity to kind of set the foundation, create the framework of how we wanted to come out the gate, and it gave us a great opportunity to do that. The time was well used. I'll tell you that much. We we kind of. Have a full plate. We do. I'm excited. Full plate for y'all to yeah. eat off of I'm this season. I'm excited for this season. Yeah. It's so. going to be good. I agree. And there, and it's not all vegan. No, it's not all vegan. <laughs> y'all going to get some meat and some <laughs> potatoes. Some meat and potatoes. Yeah, some meat and potatoes. <laughs> so um, get ready. Get excited. We I'm are. Excited. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess this, I guess this first episode back for us, 2021, Yeah, we're going to just kind of talk to you a little bit about what we've done, um, obviously in January, celebrating um, the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We're going to talk about that a little bit and then um, just kind of have a conversation. Yeah. 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 I think um, in this episode for us is, I think, special because we are recording it on 
the day that we celebrate MLK's birthday. Right. Um, so this year we're celebrating it while well, we're observing it. Yeah, we're observing we're it. Mm-hmm. But we're observing it on January 18th and we're recording on January 18th. Right. So we do want to talk a little bit about MLK because I think that there are definitely some intersections between the work that he did when he was alive and the amazing impact that he made and what is happening today. You know, and I almost asked you this morning, like, what do you think? I saved it for the podcast. Okay. What do you think Martin Luther King Jr., the good doctor, the good reverend, would think about what happened last year and what's been happening the past 10 years or so in this like coming to light of all this injustice and unrest? I think that he would say there is still work to be done. Hmm. I feel like that's what he would say. Also, looking back at the work that he did and how far we have come since he was out there leading the initiatives, you know, the civil rights movement. I think that he would acknowledge the progress that has been made. But I also think that he would remind us that we have a long ways to go and there's still work to be done. Yeah, Um, that's what I think. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, I know, and I think we can talk about this. Let's actually talk a little bit about who MLK was. So if you are unfamiliar, I hope that you are not. But it is possible that you are, and we'll talk a little bit about that too. Um, But if you're unfamiliar with who MLK was, he was a civil rights activist in the 1950s and 60s primarily, um, even though I know it started before that. But that's primarily the time that he was recognized was 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, he was shot in 65, 64, 65? Or was it three? I don't know. Mm, I, I have to look that up. up. Yeah. Um, he was basically a public figurehead. Yeah. And I think what people often think about when they think about Martin Luther King Jr. is that he... He is an amazing leader. Um, A lot of times, I know the lessons I learned, I think I kind of assumed that he was doing a lot of this stuff himself because people usually think like, oh, MLK, he's doing all these things by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not true. He had, you know, he was a figurehead and he was a leader and he was placed there very intentionally. There were a lot of people behind the scenes that were driving the things that, you know, Reverend King was doing for the good of everybody, for the good of this nation. And so I definitely don't want to leave people out. But he was a very important leader and figurehead. He preached nonviolent protesting um, to protest the acts of violence, especially against black people in the South. Yeah. Um, he was jailed multiple times. We'll talk about that in a minute yeah. for basically for protesting and for trying to fight for equal rights for people who a lot of people in America did not think should have equal rights because of the color of their skin. And he, um, he said no, and he fought for that. And, Um, he was basically the conduit for when Lyndon B. Johnson, who was the president at the time, started to enact the Civil Rights Act and they started to write Mm -hmm. that legislature. You know, Martin Luther King was one of the people. He was one of the people, not the only, but he was one of the people who was really one of the conduits and liaisons to make that happen. And many of his speeches, I think the I Have a Dream speech, most people are familiar with that speech. Right. Um, He has a ton of other, he's given many, many speeches 
speeches. He's written a ton of letters, all impactful. Um, but the most widely known is the I Have a Dream. Right. It was 68. Is when he died? Yeah, 68. Okay, so 68. April he was, 4th, yes. 1968. He was assassinated. Um, he It was an untimely death. And somebody who I was a... Terrible person, yeah. white nationalist, um, supremacist, that type of person assassinated him at a, oh, I don't even remember. Was it at a hotel or his home? Yeah. I think it was at a hotel. Yeah, it was at a hotel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so suffice it to say, I don't think, I know like growing up, I want to know what you learned about MLK because I know what I learned and it was not a lot. <laughs> it was the, I have a dream speech. And then we were kind of, I don't know if this is ever said outright, but we were kind of led to believe that like in the history books, you were taught about racism and you were taught about like the atrocities of racism. And then you were taught about MLK and it was like, and then he died and then racism ceased to exist because people just didn't talk about it anymore, which is not true. So, yeah. Um, so <laughs> what did I learn? I learned a lot and, and I learned it in different ways. Um, obviously being born and, and living in Georgia, being born in Atlanta, Georgia, um, and, and living in Georgia for the earlier years. Um, and, and also having a father who was a pastor. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I learned a lot about, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And, and his legacy and the work that he did. Um, I think that what really, was interesting is is when I moved to Florida and, and kind of how um, like a lot of it was, I, I want to say surface level. Um, you, you lost that in-depth, that historic, that culture from Atlanta to even different parts of Georgia then to Florida. Like it was just mm -hmm. surface level. It was just kind of like, hey, this is who he was and this is what we celebrate. And um, it was more about... Um, I guess the benefits of celebrating Dr. King as opposed to, you know, what he did. So it's like we get the day off, we get the parade, mm -hmm. you know, you get to go to the park and you get the barbecue and and um, all of that as, as opposed to the actual work. Um, I didn't really learn as much as I know now until like later on and it was kind of self-research, self-reading or um, joining in on service days to where they actually took the time out to explain why we were participating in service days. Yeah. And that was like when I was in like high school, a little bit more when I was older in college um, to where I like learned. So in school, it was very surface level. Is like you said, they only picked, you know, certain things that they wanted to share. Um, you know, Dr. King had a, a lot of different levels to who he was, you mm -hmm. know, and obviously he's human. So he made mistakes, which I didn't learn until later on. You know, his life wasn't all, yeah. you know, rainbows and butterflies. And butterflies. <laughs> you know, there were some tough times. The Like you, you talked about him going to jail 
like almost 30 times. I was like, what? Yeah. Like he went to jail? You know, like they leave out like all the parts uh-huh. which make up the whole story. He you like, learn. Yeah, he was human. Yeah, he was human. And he, we were listening to a podcast, um, American Scandal. Really highly recommend the whole podcast. But the one series is the feds versus the activists. Yeah. And it's about the FBI had intentionally been created and formed to fight these black civil rights leaders. Mm-hmm. That was the original purpose. Obviously, it has morphed and changed over time, but that was the original intent of the FBI. And so American Scandal goes over the FBI versus um, Billy King, the FBI versus MLK, mm-hmm. the FBI versus who else? It was a couple of them. There was a couple. Yeah, was a couple but in M- the MLK episode, we learned a lot about MLK. Of like, he was this human who was flawed. Mm-hmm. And I think because he has a national holiday and you learn all these things like, oh, he did so much to fight racism. You don't also hear like... The humanistic side of the it. The humanistic side. Which I think is what relates more. Like yeah. for me, I'm like, ha. Huh. Like you don't have to do everything right. You still have an impact. You don't yeah. have to... Um, you know, he didn't, I mean, the resources and stuff, like, I was yeah. just like, he had, he didn't have that much. And you hear about him in a heroic, yeah, like perspective and you lose sight of the humanistic side. And it's that's like, ha, right. huh, like you can do the work too. I think for too. me, that's what really related when I learned more is like, I can do the work too. I don't have to be perfect. Yeah. You know, I don't have to be a superhero. I don't have to be this outstanding, you know, person with no flaws, nothing wrong. People will follow. It's like, dude was a human. He made major impact. He did a lot of work. Yeah. And um, I I think that's what really stands out to me now, the more that I know. So I feel like a lot of people (laughs) miss that. Just like on, you know, the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, like everybody posts like, like inspirational quotes, inspirational quotes and memes. memes. For yeah. me, that does nothing. I yeah. mean, if you look on my social media, like you won't get that on that day because for me, it was like, dude put in work and mm-hmm. he was a normal dude just like anybody else. Yeah. And he put in work. And, you know, that's what I feel like matters. Yeah. And a lot of that work was when he was buying bars. Yeah. Which My man really got arrested almost too. 30 times. I, I'm saying almost. Mm-hmm. I don't I was like 28, 29, something like that. Like, yeah, he was arrested a lot. You know, <laughs> I'm like, you put me in jail one time. I'm like, all right, I'm good. Like, this this was great. <laughs> I'm not writing no letters. Nah, I, hey, well, like, hey. Unless it's to my lawyer, get me out of here. You know, I'm, I'm good. All right, I can't do these speeches. My I man know. got arrested. Like, and, and I'm pretty sure back when this was happening, like, it wasn't like civil. Like, I'm pretty sure they, you know, he got... Some black eyes and some busted up ribs and busted up lips and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know. But the pictures always show the ones where he looks like he's gracefully being arrested and, Mm -hmm. you know, got the hat on of a door and, you know, they're putting the handcuffs. I'm like, nah, I'm pretty sure, you know, we missed some of them pictures when he was actually in jail when they, you know, beat him up and stuff. And one of the things, I mean, he was adamant about nonviolence and he was adamant about protesting in that way. Um, but yeah, I'm sure you're right because it was, he was living in the South as a black man who was saying like, we should be free too. And we should have the same rights as white people and white people in the South didn't like that. So, I mean, I'm sure that it did not, it was, it was a cost to him to do that. Yeah. Also, I got so much love and respect for his family. Oh, his wife. Oh my 
goodness. Oh, his wife is solid. Like, what they went through and how they supported him. And there was always the bigger picture, you know. Always. Because he had one of the things the FBI was trying to go at Martin Luther King with was... Dude cheated on his wife. Cheated on his wife. And FBI recorded it, sent it to her and him and said, we're going to make this public if you don't stop. Oh, they said if you don't kill yourself. Yeah, they tried to get him to kill himself. The FBI said if you don't kill yourself to MLK. To ruin his image. We're going to ruin your image with this videotape. And he went to his wife. He said, look, here's what's been going on. And like, you know, what do I do? And she's upset. But she's like, I stand by you. And we got to we'll work through this in our marriage. But you are you are the leader of this revolution right now. And you got to keep going. She was like, it's bigger than you. Like, you ain't got time to be yeah. selfish out here. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, you got work to do. And you've done a lot of work. And you put yourself in a position that we've always talked about yep. in this and you're going to jeopardize it over some selfish, yeah. you know, selfishness. Right. And She's like, you can't kill yourself because the FBI is telling you to. You know, come on now. I mean, it's, yeah. So. But much respect, yes, for family, for family. his wife. The yeah. kids, what they went through. I oh, mean. Man. What they, they still go through. They bombed dude house and stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man. Lord. You know, and he believed in it so much. Like me, all it takes is somebody even looking at my kids crazy. I'm I'm probably going to shut it down just a little bit and bring it down. But I mean, he was like, no, I got this. And his wife was like, we got this. And the way that the kids, um, you know, I mean, they have a choice. But the way that they kind of gathered and rallied as a family is, is something that, you know, I respect and appreciate as well. Yeah, for sure. I want to um, get into a couple lesser known facts about okay. MLK because yeah. I didn't know half these things and so I wrote them down so I thought I'd share on MLK Day. So first, he was actually born Michael King Jr. I didn't know that. So he was born Michael King Jr. His father was also a reverend and he traveled to Germany to study the Reformation, the Protestant Reformation, mm-hmm. which is like a whole other episode that we could do, but we'll save that. Anyway, so he traveled to study this, and Martin Luther was like this, um, what do you call it? He was basically a Protestant, like, Reformation guy. I don't know. I don't want to say, like, he was a priest, because I don't know if he was a priest. No. He was was in the church in some capacity. Right. And so, anyway... Martin Luther King Jr.'s dad was like, I super respect this guy. Like, he made this huge difference. He stood up for what was right. He came back to the States. Michael King was five at the time. And his dad was like, nope, my name is Martin Luther King. And your name is Martin Luther King Jr. now. And so he changed both their names when MLK was five. So now he is MLK Jr. Yep. Forever and ever. I did know that. I did not know that. Yeah. That's new to me. Um, the second one, MLK, I knew he was smart, and I think I'd heard this before, but he entered college at the age of 15. 15. He was so smart that he skipped ninth grade and 12th grade. Yeah. That's brilliant. So he went to Morehouse College. Mm-hmm. Um, he got a doctorate in, in systematic theology. Interesting. So that is why he is a doctor and he's reverend. Mm-hmm. Much respect. Um, his I Have a Dream speech was not his first at the Lincoln Memorial. I did not know that. So Mm -hmm. 10 years earlier, he had given a speech 
Um, so when he gave the I have a dream speech, it was to probably like two or 300,000 people, which is huge, had never been that many people that had marched on Washington until that point. He gave his I have a dream speech. But a decade earlier, he gave a speech on voting rights and how voting rights should be equal for everybody in America to a crowd of like 15,000 at the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. But I think that also goes to show you what you said of like, you have to continue working. So it wasn't like Mm -hmm. MLK just overnight one day was like, let me go give a speech at Lincoln Memorial. I have a dream. And like all these people showed up. Like he had been doing this for years and years and years and years. Had the credibility. Right. And with a team of people behind him. So this is... The support system. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you something about that support system. Like not all of them agreed that it should have been him. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, they all, but they all came together. And they all looked at what was going on. They all looked at how um, people was responding. um, And they looked at the movement itself. And they supported him and they rallied. And they all created this network and this system and his team. And they worked that thing. They did. And, you know, he didn't even... To your point, he didn't even get along with other people who were fighting for the same thing he was fighting mm-hmm. for, which was equality and justice and civil rights. There's people like Malcolm X. They didn't get along. Malcolm X, like, I don't believe in this nonviolence. The only way that we can make noise and be heard is if we make a dent in in people in society in the institutions yeah and so they even butted heads you know but i know that they were fighting for the same thing oh so. yeah and one of the things about you know malcolm x and and dr king is that a lot of people do know that they had the different perspectives and the different beliefs but they respected each other yeah um and even in some of the speeches i mean if you go back like they were about each other and it was a respect thing. It's like we believe in doing it different ways, but we're fighting for the same cause. So a lot of people try to pin them up against each other and be like, are you Martin or are you, you know, Malcolm? Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the things people I don't want them to get mistaken about, um, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. is that like it, he had a little fire in him, too. Mm-hmm. But it was like to get your attention, like he'll he'll flip over a table or two. Like in his book, I know, like to get attention, like he would yeah, get fired up. But, um, you know, it was, it was a little bit different. And they say, oh, he was so peaceful and patient. Uh, nah, he was a fiery, you know, from what I read in, in, in the memoir, like he had some fire behind him. But, you know, in order to keep things moving, the persona and the perception, yeah. you know, had to be presented that way. Um, I also think it's hard too because everybody celebrates him this day. Back in the day, most people didn't actually like him. No, I mean people were following him, and he was fighting for a cause, and he pre even preaching nonviolent. Think about Colin Kaepernick. He's the Colin Kaepernick of yesteryear. Like people had issues with the way that with what he was saying because. People didn't want other people to feel equal or to have the same rights. It's the same thing we're seeing today. Yeah. You know, and so I I just I want to make that clear too, because we celebrate him. We act like he is this huge hero and he is this huge hero. But at the time, it was much, he was very much like Colin Kaepernick now. Yeah. If that's something you can relate to, of like people didn't like him. Yeah, he had his team. Yeah. And, and you know, obviously the people that he was representing and yeah. um trying to help move forward but if you think about the opposition like 
the government no oh they tried to get him to kill himself <laughs> not like him you yeah. know other other white people you know other people that didn't believe in what he was representing and what he was standing for no and, and they pushed back they pushed back but you know he kept fighting and he kept pushing forward yep Okay, so another thing, he I think you mentioned this before, but he was imprisoned nearly 30 times. Yeah. And they were, he was at a point in his impact and the things that he was doing and the things he was leading that like, there was one point he got thrown in jail for a long stretch of time for driving 30 miles per hour in the 25 zone. And so I think, you know, I guess you know you're a famous like activist when they'll find any reason to pull you over and throw you in jail. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, another thing, 10 years before he was assassinated in 68, a woman tried to kill him. She stuck a seven inch blade into his chest, barely missed his heart. He had to be in, he was in surgery. It was a long, arduous surgery and he had a long recovery period. Um, and then he got back out there. Mm -hmm. Like, that's amazing. That's, I mean, that is he was on a mission. He knew his life's mission. And even though somebody had tried to kill him for it once before, yep. and even in the hospital bed, he said, I forgive her. She was probably mentally ill. <laughs> she, she probably was. <laughs> she probably was. Or just, you know, yeah. didn't like what he was doing. I yeah. She probably was. So um, next, I also didn't know that his mother was assassinated by gunfire. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. It wasn't, I don't think that long, like maybe in the 10 year range after he was assassinated, but his mom also died from gunfire. Mm -hmm. Um, so rest in peace to her as well. And last one, him and George Washington are the only two United States citizens to have holidays named in their honor. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the facts I didn't, I somewhat knew, I didn't know <laughs> about Yeah. Them. Okay. Yeah. You have to, re I got a book in there, I think with the, um, with they, like they pulled pieces out, out of his book, the memoir. So mm -hmm. I definitely mm -hmm. have to pass that off to you. Yes. Yeah. I need that. Yeah. So let's talk about, I know one of the things we wanted to cover a little bit before we jump into our season, which is about to get packed and you guys are going to get so many awesome things from speakers we have coming in that we've booked. Um, but one of the things we wanted to talk about was really um, talking through what is bridging the gap of racial boundaries mean to us? Yep. So we started using, you know, bridging the gap between racial boundaries. Um, and and that's kind of what we're theming everything we do from. And it's a it's one of those things to where if you're going to bridge a gap, you have to start the process. I say one, what happened with us and how it worked with us is through a conversation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it all starts with a conversation. You have to talk about it. And throughout that process, you you learn more about each other and you learn about some of the historical pieces and those knowledge bases or lack thereof and then you grow from it and i feel like when we say we're bridging the gap we're helping people bridge the gap we share our experiences because because that's a part of it our experiences our knowledge um you know what we've learned how we've grown 
between us and the differences between us and, and what that does is that kind of helps bridge that gap so that if you're experiencing something or if I'm experiencing something, I have a little bit more knowledge or background information to where I can support you through that. Mm-hmm. And it makes it easier for us to kind of move throughout our life together. Um, so, so that's what we're about. We're helping people um, grow and learn about, you know, the differences through other people's experiences and through mm-hmm. some of what they've learned, how they've grown. And sometimes it just helps because it creates or generates a different perspective, which you may not know. Yeah, I know like for us, and it's kind of almost like a reoccurring thing. You're just <laughs> like, everything. you're just like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and I was like, yep. You know, it can be about me or it can yeah. be about my family or my upbringing or, you know, culture. And then it's the same for you. And I'm just like, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and it all starts with a conversation. And and that's what we feel our way of bridging the gap is. That's what this podcast is for. Um, and we're going to do that by bringing in other people mm-hmm. who have, you know, their life experiences and, and work that they do. And it helps under, it helps you understand more. It helps you grow more. It helps you learn more. And, and that's all part of the process of, of bridging the gap. Yeah, I agree. And, I, you know, I just, I think it's smart. I think one, one of the things I don't think that we're seeing right now is empathy or understanding or compassion. I think that what happens is that people are like, well, I'm right. Mm-hmm. I'm right. And for them within the truth of their lives and their experiences, they may be right for them. But it's the problem is when you are right and you are dead set on being right and you are spreading that out past you into culture, into your circles of influence, and you think that everybody should be right like you, that's a problem. And I think that part of what, you know, we have done is been able to dig into our histories. You know, people do this when they get married. They do this when they get into relationships. They do this when they start working with people and get into work relationships. Like you Mm -hmm. learn about that person's history, their past, their ideologies, what they believe. But when you learn each other, there's a common understanding and empathy and compassion Mm -hmm. that grows from that. Like for us, that has translated into marriage, kids, family, our family values, our ideology as a family. And I just, I agree with you completely that I think, you know, bringing in other people's perspectives who have different backgrounds helps to shape common understanding. Mm-hmm. And common understanding is what should be used to shape our country right. and our narrative and how we relate to each other. Right. So, you know, I love that you said that. I just, I'm excited for, you know, the season that we have coming up because we are going to have a ton of people that are going to come in and talk about what they offer. And all of these people offer something different. Right. Um, different skill sets, expertise. And it's good. And, and I feel like when you, when we talk about success and you talk about what it means to us, success to us is the journey. Um, and it's the journey of growth. And I think in order for you to grow, like I said, it starts with a conversation. But the kicker is it starts with a conversation with someone that's different than you. It's so easy to have your set group of people, your set group of friends that you always talk to, that you always engage with, and you never grow or step outside of your comfort zone or your box. 
Yeah. So it starts with a conversation, but it starts with a conversation with someone that's different than you because you're not the only one that lives in this world. And people like you are not the only people that live in this world. And at some point, you're going to engage or interact with people that are different than you. And having that understanding is what's going to help yeah. you better navigate. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I feel like is important. So. Yeah, you know, and just because you listen to somebody or hear their perspective, it doesn't mean you have to believe what they believe. It doesn't, it's just a respect. Like, that's how you build relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm glad that you put that on there too, to clarify what we mean by that. That's really important to both of us, Um, especially as we move into the next phases of our lives and the next chapters of our lives. I know we have a lot of really exciting things coming up for us that I'm sure will come out over the course of, you know, the the series and our podcast. But what's next for this season? I'm excited. I just want to, I'm not going to name him by name yet because I want it to kind of be a surprise. Um, <laughs> but we have some really cool guest speakers coming up, yeah. such as we've got motivational speakers. We have a former Disney turned motivational speaker. Um, his dad is like, the guru behind the customer service principle that you see at Disney. Um, And so we have him coming on. We have a health and wellness guru, um, a doctor coming on. We've got a sports star videographer and producer. Um, We're excited to have him. We've got the past president of a national outdoor organization coming in to talk about the various um, biases that you see even in the outdoors. Um, we have an archaeologist who's done field work in Egypt and Jordan coming in to talk. Uh, yeah, I, I want to hear about that. I'm oh, really man. And the kicker is those two, the last two, are coming in together. Yeah. It's going to be a fun episode. So, and we're going to have more. We'll have more guests. You'll hear a lot more from us, just the two of us, um, and a lot more from all those people coming in to share their knowledge and wisdom with everybody. And their experiences. Yes. I think it's it's great. Like I yeah. said, the more that you learn, the more conversation that you have, the more that you expand, um, you know, the better that you can bridge that gap. Yep. That's what we're about, helping you bridge that gap so that you can help someone else bridge right. it. So So we're excited. Thank yes. you in advance to all our guests. Oh, we have a children's book author coming in too. Oh, yeah. Really cool. Representation matters. <laughs> yes. Representation matters. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, for today, that's it. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. Y'all get excited. I'm excited. Y'all get ready. Yeah. Um, we have some great things coming. And remember why we're observing MLK Day. Yes. So, hey, share with a friend. Tell them yeah. to follow us so that they can listen in and get some of this knowledge. Yeah. white.com. Oh. You can go and you that's subscribe right. and we send out a newsletter, you know, once a week. Usually like, once a week. Usually once a week. We're not bombarding your email. No. Like Sometimes you know, you, we get lazy and skip the once a week. Yeah, you so, follow some you people know. and you get like five a day, or they're always trying to sell you something. It's You'll like click here, do this. <laughs> nah, we're just gonna send it to yeah. you. It's telling you what's going on, where you can find the episodes at, what yeah. we've talked about, who we've interviewed. Um, so tell somebody, follow us, and um, you know, help us spread the word on on how we're bridging the gap between racial boundaries and um, hopefully. In your work, you will do it as well. That's right. And I do want to give a shout out because today you heard a new intro and a new outro. That music is produced and engineered by Richard DJ Vance. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and we'll put his information below. Yeah, definitely. He's worked with us since the beginning. Since the beginning. He is yeah. amazing. Um, and I just want to If give you him need any out. work, any oh, production work, any Highly music, recommend. any beats, I'm telling you, you, you got to just connect with him. Yeah. And even if not, he's an artist as well. I'd say follow him mm-hmm. um, and, and give him some support because, you know, he is the one constant that has been with us from day one. Yep. So we definitely want to give him a shout out. We talked about, you know, teams and, and kind of, yes. you know, your group of people. Team. He yes. has been with us from day one. Mm-hmm. And we definitely want to make sure that we honor that because we appreciate that. So, yep. All right. Well, that's all that I have. That's it. Until the next time. Bye. We out. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Success in Black and White, the podcast. The podcast. Music engineered and produced by DJ Vance. Remember that you can join our email list at successinblackandwhite.com for more ways on how you can help bridge the gap between racial boundaries. I'm April. And I'm Daryl. We're We're out. out.